don't leave me, she said. Her skin was milky white and totally smooth. It was a sign of severe frostbite, and it made her look like a porcelain doll. Her eyes stared up at me, unfocusing pupils' huge dark voids. Don't leave me, she murmured again. I felt sick. With her long, dark hair, she looked like me. For a shocked second, I felt as if I was glimpsing a possible future for myself. The fact that she was conscious both encouraged and appalled me. It might be possible to save her, or we might yet have to leave her. I need to fetch the rest of my team, I said to her. We have several people here. We will try and help you. I will come back, I promise. Why are you doing this to me, she asked. Extract from Just For The Love Of It by Cathy O'Dowd. This was Frances Artsentieve, and this is the good, the bad, and the pure evil. Born Frances Yarbrough, January 18, 1958, in Hawaii. Very little is known about her life. She married in 1992 to Sergei Arsentiev. Together they climbed many Russian peaks. She was the first woman to ski down Elbrus and summited its east and west peaks. The couple decided to make history reaching the summit of Everest without supplemental oxygen. Looking at Frances, she wasn't exactly the Everest type. She wasn't a professional climber and not really an obsessive adventurer, but the couple wanted to try. Mount Everest, though, isn't a monster you tackle lightly. It has its ways to remind climbers not to be cocky and never to underestimate the power of Mother Nature. There is literally no technology in the world that can help someone stuck 29,000 feet high with temperatures as low as minus 160 degrees. Ready for the spooky bit of the story? In 1998, a young 11-year-old named Paul Distafano woke in a cold sweat from a nightmare and went immediately to tell his mother about it. In the nightmare, the boy seen two climbers stuck on a mountain in heavy snow. The boy watched as the snow surrounded the climbers, and then they died. What scared the boy the most was the climbers with Sergei and Paul's mother, Frances. Even more spine-chilling, the nightmare happened the night before the Mount Everest climb. Paul begged his mother, Frances, not to go. She reassured him as best she could and told him she had to do this. Like I said, Francis was not a professional climber, but Sergei, he had a lot of climbing experience, even being called the Snow Leopard. The pair did indeed make it to the summit of Everest without any supplement oxygen, making Francis the first woman from the US to do so. So climbing Mount Everest takes around 19 days to make it to base camp. Base camp to summit takes about 40 days, and then the summit down is about 30 to 40 days. 
So all in, it could take about 90 days or three months. The couple had reached the summit pretty much issue free. It was the coming down or descent when issues came up. What exactly happened isn't fully known, but a couple who were climbing to the summit would tell reporters what they saw. This couple was Ian Woodall and Cathy O'Dowd. While climbing, they came across Frances in her purple jacket. They noted her frozen body looked like Sleeping Beauty, which later the press coined, the name in calling her Sleeping Beauty Everest. The couple thinking Frances was dead took a respectful moment and were about to move on when they noticed the body violently spasm. Frances was still alive, mumbling something. The couple would go closer to the body and realised they knew the woman from base camp. They had met her and even had tea with her. To them, she wasn't very passionate about climbing. She was more so accompanying her husband. They remembered her talking more about her child and life back home. Up on Everest, the air is one third of the oxygen than at sea level. Frances lay in the snow, struggling for air. Her face was frostbitten and she wasn't fully conscious. Like an SOS on repeat, Frances would repeat the same sentence, stuck on a loop. Don't leave me. Why are you doing this to me? And I am an American. She'd say these phrases over and over. Her face and skin had turned snow white. She looked like a wax figure preserved in the snow forever. The couple would remark she looked like Sleeping Beauty. Later, when other climbers came across her and took photos, the press seized the name calling her Sleeping Beauty Everest for eye-catching headlines. As to the cause of her death, hypothermia was a definite cause but it is also believed Frances took a fall resulting in a brain injury like cerebral edema. Woodall and O'Dowd couldn't save her or try take her the thousands of feet down to base camp. If they did, a fate like Frances was highly likely to happen to them. It would have been almost impossible to make it with her to base camp and she probably wouldn't have survived the long journey. Sergi, Frances' husband, had lost her during the descent. Sergi got to camp but couldn't find Frances. He was advised to wait, allow her to come to camp rather than him going back up. So he waited for hours and when he couldn't wait anymore, he went out to look for Frances. A whole day he looked, but sadly he died too on the mountain. A year later, Sergi was found. He appeared to have fallen like Francis and died of hemorrhaging. On Everest, the dead lie where they fall, like gruesome signposts, reminding climbers nature has the final say. No matter how skilled, excited, whether you climbed it before, doesn't matter. Nature decides on the day, the hour, even the minute, if you conquer Everest or not.
haunted by Leben Francis and then for years having to see climber photos of the woman he abandoned. Woodall gathered a team to go back and give Francis a dignified burial. 2007, Woodall and a team climbed and found the Sleeping Beauty of Everest. The raptor in the American flag and moved her off the passage so climbers couldn't find her and couldn't take photos of her anymore. The tale of Sleeping Beauty Everest is famous amongst the climbers, but more for cautionary reasons. Stories are not always motivational or inspirational. Sometimes they are more to warn, and that's what Frances Artsen-Teeves' tale is. Her story tells of achieving your goals, but also the dangers that await them when scaling down Everest. As to why she died, it will never be 100% known. High altitude, oxygen deprived, exhaustion and injuries all were reasons. If she was at lower elevation, experts claim she may have survived without supplement oxygen. The story circulates amongst high altitude climbers to remind them not to begin their journey without supplement oxygen. Since 1998, the story of Francis hasn't been forgotten and made climbers even more aware of what they are signing up for when tackling Mount Everest without oxygen. The tale and those who still lie upon Everest show others that even the most experienced can make mistakes. The tale warns to not make decisions quickly and to learn from those who have successfully and unsuccessfully tackled Mount Everest. And that is the tale of Frances Artsentieve, the sleeping beauty of Everest. Like and subscribe on my YouTube and podcasts and join me next time for the story of Bobby Dunbar, a boy who vanished in 1912 and reappeared but this led to a custody battle, a possible wrongful conviction, and an incredible DNA test 90 years later. Until then, this was the good, the bad, and the pure evil.